What up? It's your boy. Hey, you. Welcome or welcome back to the Earth to Quarry podcast. Um, it is time for the summer in review. All right. Uh, this one might be quick. Who knows? I don't know. My life is like going really good, but also kind of everything's like on its head, you know, because when stuff goes good, um, that means stuff's changing. And when stuff's changing, it's pretty wild. Um, just to remind you of what we do in the uh, season in review podcast. So um, I have a couple categories. This time I have three. I have my fitness, I have my reading, and then I have the new. Normally this is broken up between like TV, video games, but I have a media category now. So uh, yeah, three categories. I'll go through them all. Um, I guess top of the show though, so life advice, or not life advice, um, what's been happening in the old life of Corey? Um, so obviously, I've moved back to Canada. Um, so I came back, I think August third or something. You know, had the had the summer. Um, that was great, or like that that month of summer. That was great. And then I was a uh, substitute teaching, which was also sick. So I was seven, and uh, at that point, I was like doing cross country at Carleton. is is going great. You know, I was working fairly regularly. And then I, I was just working at a uh, school one day um, and they're like, hey, do you want to have a contract here? And I was like, yes, I do. I'd very much like that. Uh, please hire me. And then uh, just this week, like my contract is only till Christmas. Um, and then they're like, yeah, we'll give you a new contract for like the second term. We'll see how it works, stuff like that. Um, but this week they're like, hey, we're, we, we would like to extend your contract till the end of the year. Um, so yeah, it's not just like they handed me a, yeah, we'll sign you for next year. They're like, no, you're, you're on staff until the end of the year. So, uh, sometimes they'll do that and then they don't have to pay you over Christmas, but, uh, I'm getting paid over Christmas. So <laughs> hype there, big excitement. Um, working full time. I'm teaching grade five, seven, eight science and some five to eight, like essentially numeracy. So students who have uh, weak foundational skills in math. That's what I'm after. That's going great. I'm loving it. I really enjoy it. Um, and I guess I'm recording this in the newest studio of mine. Uh, I moved out of my parents' place. Now, I could do an entire podcast about how I don't have internet yet. Um, and it's bothering me quite a bit. But we won't. But yeah, uh, new place. This is a brand new building. Um so like all my stuff, like my fridge, oven, microwave, dishwasher, uh, in-suite laundry, like that was all brand new. Like I had to pull the wrapping out of that. Like it's all there, but like I got to pull all that off. Um, so I'm the first person to live in this place. It's fantastic. Um, it's like half a subfloor kind of. So like, you know, it's basement up until like, I don't know, chest height. And then I have some really big windows um yeah i've got it furnished brought all my video games amiibos are everywhere i have a high enough room to play ring fit um yeah still just kind of like setting everything up how i want it but i am very happy um good time there and it's walking distance to uh the gym i'm going to which we'll talk about that in a bit and it's a walking distance to work um so like i've been cycling or walking to work um think might just walk regularly because obviously it's going to get icy um then i don't have to deal with like a bike lock at the gym because that's kind of annoying to deal with 
But anyways, um, or I guess I don't have to deal with the bike lock at the gym because it's locking my bike. But uh, anyways, into our season in review. So fitness category, um, we're fitting this one in. All right, um, so new gym. Uh, instead of going back to Good Life, which was my gym previously, um, I decided, you know, I might as well go to Alfred Jenkins. Um, so it's a fitness center. It has a track, um, which isn't the best track, but whatever. It's it's uh, keeping me running. Um, then it has some weight, weight uh, like a weight room, which is mostly just free weights. Like they don't have a bench press or squat rack. They have a, um, I'm going to swear, Smith machine. Um, but yeah, like they have enough free weights and stuff. They don't even have cables. They have a ton of machines though, which is weird. Um, to like do a little bit of muscle stuff. They have a chin up bar. Uh, like, yeah, so I've, I've been like running um, since I've started work. So I, I, I like run 5K, which my 5K times are bad relative to what they were. I'm like running 22 minute 5Ks. Like I'm, uh, my, my next bullet point's actually out of shape, but we'll get to that. So yeah, I'm, I'm like running and then I'm like hitting the weights um, for the remainder of the time before I have to go to work. And like, I think the weights are working. Like I saw stretch marks on my biceps the other day, um, which I've been hitting arms pretty hard, obviously being a gym bro. Uh, so I'm getting, getting muscled up, uh, getting toned. I, I had got a little, little soft over the summer, not going to lie. Um, but yeah, starting to see some definition of my muscles again. So that's nice. Um, but onto the out of, out of shape thing. Yeah. Um, like I haven't been doing any distance running. Like I haven't ran a half marathon since I've been back in Canada and that used to be my like Saturday morning. Um, but yeah, like, well, here's, here's what happened. So after my marathon, my like knees started bothering me when I ran and it's like, oh, well I'd run and I like wouldn't be able to walk the next day or like the rest of the day. So I haven't been running that much. Um, and I was doing a ton of cycling. Uh, and then we were like, Hey, let's upgrade my bike a little bit. And then, uh, we upgraded the, the rear, um, cassette, or I guess it's, um, flywheel, freewheel or whatever. And then my chain was also worn. Well, for, sorry, sorry. We did the chain first and I was like, Oh, my fly flywheel is, is worn and they're kind of hard to get. And then I got one and we just haven't put it on yet. Cause, uh, they're kind of annoying to deal with. You need that like special part. So, uh, my like road bike's kind of out of it right now. So I haven't rode that. Um, I've just been riding my like, please don't steal me bike cause it's so crappy. Uh, so I haven't been doing a ton of like long cardio, if that makes sense. Um, just like five Ks, I ran a 10 K like last week or the week before or something. Um, but yeah, my, my times are nowhere near. If I was running a half marathon, I'd probably run it, um, like five minute kilometers instead of my like kind of 430 pace that I'm, I'm quite good at or that I ran my marathon at. Um, see, I'm not, not doing a ton of cycling right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like obviously I'm getting back into it. Um, and, and that's what happens. Like when, whenever you move, like there's two sides. So especially if you're moving from somewhere, like, uh, when I moved to the UK, it's like, oh, I'm just saying goodbye to people. And then it's like, I'm not like, I'm meeting some people, but it's not like, whatever, I'm just meeting them. But moving from somewhere that you've been or been for a while to somewhere that you've been for a while is a lot more difficult, I'd say. And that no one's like, Hey, let's go for a last, last time run. It's like, Hey, let's go for beers. And then you get back and no one's like, Hey, let's go for a run. They're like, let's go for beers. Um, so that leads to, uh, we still put on a little bit of pudge. Um, but no. 
I'm, I'm back in it, back being a fitness influencer. Um, I've deleted my Instagram or deleted Instagram off my phone just due to the fact that uh, I don't have um, like Wi-Fi in my place right now. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm just eating through data on Instagram and like Reddit. So uh, I cannot cannot be an Instagram influencer. Wow, what a what a like tangent. Um, but yeah, uh, I was supposed to do a race and then why didn't I race? Might have been, no, oh yeah, I was going to and then Scott came to town. And I was like, you know what? It's probably more valuable to hang out with Scott uh, than do this race. So I, I <laughs> cheated out there. And then I was obviously too, uh, too under the weather to run. All right, on to the shortest section of this bad boy experience of a podcast, the reading. Um, so the main book I've been reading is that The Plant-Based Athlete. I haven't finished it yet, and I'll, I'll disclaimer, but like it is literally the uh, um, a book that I obviously like. Um, but it is obviously marketed towards me. So um, if you don't know, it's it's a two um, people who've been in the plant-based athlete sphere for a long time, two authors, and uh, they sort of like the, the opening of the book is very much like how to be plant-based or how to be vegan. Um, and it's like, you need this, this, and this, like these are some high vegan foods, like this is what you can set up as a meal plan. And like, do you need supplementation? Really, you don't. Um, and then past that, it's all just like sort of uh, case studies of different vegan athletes and how they do it. So like some athletes are very like, oh yeah, you know, I eat that whole food plant-based. Some are like, no, hit me up with those Beyond Burgers. Um, and so just like going through what their, their sports are, like what the demands are um, and proving that you can be like an athlete as a, as a vegan, uh, which I'm arguably not a professional athlete Maybe, maybe I'm a semi-professional weekend warrior, dare I say, and, and vegan. Uh, so clearly, if, if I can do it, like people who are professional athletes can do it, um, which is sick. The other book, which I haven't cracked yet, in all honesty, is uh, Building Thinking Classrooms in Mathematics, uh, 14 Teaching Practices for Enhancing Learning. Um, so I've been given like the spark notes of this book and it's like, you know, get kids thinking, get them out of their seats, get them moving, get them working in small groups that constantly change. Uh, it, and in a group only have like one recorder and stuff like that. Uh, so they're forced to communicate and which I've been doing in my classroom and I really enjoy that. Um, so I should probably read the book to like see how I can do it correctly. But, uh, you know, so far. Um, I've enjoyed the the pedagogy that I've gotten from owning this book and hearing about this book, uh, but I haven't haven't cracked it. So maybe by next season, uh, next review. Um, oh yeah, I guess uh, yeah, we'll probably get to a, a uh, fall in review podcast. And and if not, you know, you can just ask me personally via SMS because that's all I'm gonna have pretty soon to contact me. Um, if I don't get internet or Wi-Fi and I'm going to have to keep on deleting apps that are, that are using it up. I've actually never been so invested in my email than, uh, this past couple, uh, well, I guess eight days since I've, since I've moved out of my parents. Um, all right. On to our longest section. So the media section. Um, so sure. Let's talk about what I've been watching first. Um, so now without internet. I'm going through Star Trek The Next Generation Season 3, 
because um, that's just a box that I have had at home. And uh, actually, I'm only four episodes in, but so far they've been all bangers. Um, you can really tell they don't really know what they're doing with all the characters yet. Like, they haven't finalized who they are. Um, I guess for context, so season one was like, most of the scripts of the next generation were actually holdovers from the original series. And then they just like tried to reuse. Uh, season two, they had a Dr. Pulaski, who was just a different doctor. And things started to sort of find their own way. And then season three, like they have Beverly Crusher back. Um, but yeah, so far every episode has been like a banger. Um, they're very much more like character driven, but not like in the later seasons where it's like, oh, someone's family shows up. Um, like an episode I watched last night, I can't tell you the title. They just found this like old ship, um, from a war that was like a thousand years ago or something. And then got caught in the same trap that ship did. So they had to like figure out how to get out. And like first Captain Picard's like, oh man, this old ship is so cool. I'm going out. I'm going to check it out. Um, and then it was like, oh shit, what do we do? We're in danger. Um, but yeah, you get to see all the characters, you know, really, really actually giving a good performance which is hype. Um, I know you're all here for my anime recommendations. So I have two shows that I'm like, for sure, for sure, for sure, like watch. Like, uh, I wouldn't quite say they're like um, odd taxi level, but uh, they're definitely up there. So the first one is uh, Lord of the Flies um, slash anime um, high school. And it's called Sunny Boy. So, for context, I watched the first episode of Sunny Boy. I, I came into the season late, or came into that show late. Um, so I watched the first episode, and then I was hanging out with my buddy Sam. Um, and I was like, we we're going to have some food. And he's like, want to watch them? I was like, yeah, I watched the first episode of the show called Sunny Boy. I think you would like it. Um, and there were seven episodes out at that time. We watched all seven. Um, so it's about the this high school class, uh, Japanese high school class. Or maybe I think they're, like, last year of, like, middle school or something going on to high school and they just get their school gets transported into this void um and they start developing superpowers so the animation is very like i want to say uh studio ghibli like in that it's very like 80s like free flowing and stuff like that um it's very like old old style animation if that makes sense um and the characters they're all very like um uh, I guess like they, they have their stances. So each character sort of represents like a different, uh, like, I guess, philosophical stance. Um, and, and as they go through this, so they, they discover more to this void. I won't go into it. Um, and, but they call it a, this world. Um, and there's multiple, this worlds. Um, and the main character's power is to actually go through different worlds, but there's different rules in whatever world they're in. And they spend the most time in, in the one main one, um, so they have to figure out these these rules to this world and learn how to survive, um, not only being kind of cut off from the outside world, um, but in a place where they're essentially immortal uh, with superpowers and stuff like that. Um, so it's very, very interesting. I would highly recommend it. Um, though there is an entire episode where they talk about monkey baseball, like a monkey baseball league, and I'm not sure if the monkeys exist. Sam and I watched the entire episode in disbelief, uh, but I loved every second of it. So it was 100% like one of those shows where you watch and then you like hit up on YouTube to have someone explain it to you. Um, so yeah, 
that's that. And the second show, so if you took like early Dragon Ball Z, so like first arc of Dragon Ball Z, um, that sort of animation, that like break kinetic Dragon Ball animation, um, or, or like, you know, that Sonic CD, like uh, AMV, um, you know what I'm talking about? Took that animation um, and then said, we're going to make it like a, a fighting um, sort of like Dragon Ball, like a shonen battle um, anime, but we're going to make it rated like R. You have Idakin only no peace. Um, so the Idakin are these gods and they're, they're born out of uh, humans' desires. Um, so humans' desires and humans needing like saving. So there's a number of them. Um, and so one, they're, they're immortal, but uh, there's one who survived. Uh, there was a war with the demons, like, I don't know, 100,000 years ago or 1,000 years ago, so like bef before time. And uh, only one of the Idikin survived. Uh, so Rin. And during that time, she was like scared and, and a child, um, but she took like the next thousand years and uh, is training the next crop of Idikin. So you think the demons are gone, which are their mortal enemy, and really their only prerogative is to protect the humans from these demons. Uh, even though the humans are like terrible, there's a, a country that's very fascist, let's say, um, and they, they don't really care. But they're, they're only protecting these demons. So um, they end up, or stop stopping demons. So they end up finding that there's some demons in like human form. Uh, so they go to, uh, to brutally murder them. And uh, the show, the, the animation, the fights are really, really good. Uh, really, really gory though. So these Idikin are immortal. And that means like you were you are seeing their organs. Uh, they're losing limbs. There's a lot of blood. Uh, and then there's a lot of like adult themes um so like a character um or or the one of the the countries is is taking over another country and their soldiers just like have their way with uh the women they like capture and stuff like that um which is obviously disgusting and big trigger warning for that um but the adikin they don't care right they're they're not actually there to be worshipped or or save people uh they're there to just stop demons um, and they're indifferent until demons are in the picture. So it's really interesting. You have these, like, god characters um, who aren't, like... Well, they're not sentient. Or, sorry, they're not omniscient. Um, they can't... They're not all seen. But uh, their job is to, like, protect humanity. But they're very clear on what they protect humanity from and don't really care outside of that. Um, but there's some cool fights. Um, the animation is actually really good. It's that sort of, as I mentioned, like, early Dragon Ball style. Uh, but it is looking really good. The characters are actually really interesting since it is an adult show. Um, like the characters kind of actually go into the, uh, um, I guess, consequences of their actions. And you see the consequences of their actions. And there's there's adult themes, as I mentioned. Um, but that's all I'll say about that. It does end on a cliffhanger, I will say. And the manga it is based off of hasn't been updated, I think, since uh the 20 teens so i don't know if we're gonna get a season two or what on that but uh they they made a 12 episode anime so i assume um and ended on a cliffhanger so i assume they're uh they're gonna do something with it um the last show i'm gonna talk about star trek again star trek lower deck so i haven't finished the season i'm like two episodes behind but the show is a banger let me tell you 
if you like Star Trek, um, or if you just like sort of what's been passed as adult animation in the Western hemisphere um, for the past five or so years, well, really since Rick and Morty came out, um, you will love this. So I, I like every episode is uh, my new favorite episode, if that makes sense. So I would highly recommend that show um, as well. Now, outside of that, that is all. Oh, I haven't talked video games yet. All right. So um, social gaming, obviously seeing a lot of friends, playing a lot of Pokemon Stadium, Mario Party uh, 2, 3, 2 and 3, um, just because of their social games. Like I have a really popular uh, game to play with Pokemon Stadium. And then Mario Party obviously lends to uh, to that as well. Um, the game store in the like old game store in uh, PA is going out of business. So I bought a bunch of like, just, like really old sports games. Um, and we've been playing those as a as a game as well. Um, and it's been a good time with the buddies and that. Um, outside of like in my solo gaming. Um, so Pokemon Snap had an update, which has been really, really good. Um, now you can like go mini and be like mini and all the like Pokemon are giant, which is really cool. Um, so you mostly just see like cute tiny Pokemon. And yeah, there's some new levels. So, again, I'd highly recommend Pokemon Snap on the Switch. All right, I'm talking a little fast here, but uh, that is only because uh, I don't want to spend too much time talking about Tomb Raider. Uh, so, the I believe it came out in 2011. It's the first of the reboots. And Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And I'm just going to cap them in one. Uh, so, both games are sort of action-adventure games. Obviously, Assassin's Creed is a little bit more free. Uh, open world then Tomb Raider has open world elements but is not open world um, but they, they fall through the same trap of being bland uh, so they're by the numbers let's let's say that and like Tomb Raider you know the narratives like all right it's like oh how are we gonna separate Laura Croft from her friends again even though she just found them um, why is there all of a sudden zombies that type of stuff um, and like it's all right um, I'll, I'll give it that like it's got some exploration elements uh, like the cover based shooting works like it, it's uh, I, I want to say it's a it's a um, like they saw Nathan Drake and uh, the Uncharted games doing really really well uh, so different obviously studio came out with like Tomb Raider as a direct response to that because it, it's you're, you're playing a, a, a tomb or like tomb raider even though it's an older franchise like in this iteration you are playing a uh you know a naughty dog game or naughty dogs uh oh i'm blank on the title i just said it too um a naughty dog nathan drake game uncharted there we go um and then assassin's creed black flag you're playing an ubisoft game there's pirate ships yes that's fun um but it's an ubisoft game by the numbers so everything is you look at the map, you go to the map marker, you do a tailing mission or you assassinate someone, whatever. Um, everything just feels so bland. There's sea shanties though, and that's fun. But uh, my biggest gripe with both of those two games are what I call, what we call, ludonarrative dissonance. So that is when the plot of the game and the characterization of the characters do not line up with the gameplay. So Tomb Raider... Um, like Laura Croft, the first time she kills someone, there's a big cutscene. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm a monster. And then you just start like mowing down people with no consequences. 
Um, early in the game, it's like, oh, I need to find food. And then she never eats again. Um, so it's like, all these things are made to be important by the narrative and then not made to be important by the gameplay, uh, which is kind of sad. Um, also, like, Laura Croft is, like, British and there's some other British characters, but they're, like, American, what Americans think of as British. So it's really funny. They're like, hey, remember when we climbed Snowden as is, like, this big challenge that brought these two together? And it's like, well, Snowden, though I've never climbed it myself, um, from what I hear... Is one is it's like a mountain any anyone could climb, um, anyone who's obviously able bodied. Um, so it's like, oh, you know, like giving context is like that's way less impressive. Guys probably drove there, walked up in a day, um, walked down. I mean, like, yeah, obviously it sounds mysterious, um, but it's really not. And then like Assassin's Creed Black Flag, like, you're not an assassin. Um, yet in the game but like you can do assassin contract missions because like they just didn't think about that they didn't like think oh these are well, they're like these are important to our gameplay loop um but this doesn't narratively make sense but we're still gonna let you do it so it's just when uh gameplay and story do not match up and it, it's just kind of annoying um like i know i'm being a little nitpicky but uh that it's my podcast. I'm, I'll cry if I want to. Um, but speaking of, it's my podcast. This is the end of this episode. So thank you so much uh, for listening. I know I haven't been like promoting episodes recently. Uh, I would highly recommend going back to um, the episode in which I had Grant on. That's a really solid episode. Um, like I'm not probably going to be able to promote this episode as well. I deleted Instagram off my phone and I won't get it back for a while. But uh, I would highly recommend checking out some of that past stuff I've put on. Even even the stuff like of me just kind of coming home and like talking about that. Because I, I think that's interesting in the, is interesting to me, uh, which is sort of the, the bar for this podcast, in that it is um, about my experience uh, returning to Canada. And obviously looking at it for the past two years, like you, you end up with rose tinted glasses uh, but me like coming to face with what the the truth is and how much I do love this place. So highly recommend listening to those. Give them a give them a look. Otherwise, you know, stay out of trouble and uh, don't do anything I wouldn't do or haven't done. I want to see you all here next week.